Okay, so starting in part two, um, Akonko is exiled for seven years. Um, he goes to live with uh, his motherland or whatever. I don't really know who he was with. I think it was like his mom's brother his or something. Uncle, yeah. His uncle. And then uh, while that's going on, um, I think he gets like a good reputation, but uh, they talk about a lot, about a lot of what's happening at other villages. They're taking over. They're starting to get taken over by um, other white men, and then he comes back. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, so basically, Conquer gets exiled, and then he goes to his motherland with his uncle, and then all the missionaries start to take over, and then he like wants to use violence, but no, no one else kind of wants to, and then the missionaries are trying to convert like Christianity, and then he comes back, and then he hangs himself. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay, so um, he gets uh, he gets exiled from, from his motherland for, for seven years, and then he comes back and stays at his uncle's, and um, he gets a, a good reputation, and at the same time, there's other villages that are getting taken over by, by, um, by other missionaries, and um, then he hangs himself. Okay, so um, who do we think did the best? I like definitely not me because I only got like first one third of it. I think. Okay. Um. So we finished the book. We have Akonko's character arc finished now. Um. It's kind of pathetic, honestly. Like, I don't know. He didn't. He was angry throughout the entire book. Yeah, and he kind of was. Through like every section that we read, he always wanted to not be weak. And like when he went to the motherland, it reminded it was too womanly for him to say. And like, yeah, it was just. And then he still talked about regretting like how his daughter was a girl. And yeah, this guy. yeah. I feel like there were the the parts about like those two sections where he got like emotionally affected but nothing really happened and now he kind of just like pushed it down and just assumed that he was weak because of it and then kind of just got mad because the colonizer didn't just hunt himself like because he just guess he was just too much of a lump to take care of like deal with it so yeah kind of just died kind of pathetically i mean yeah i think he had a lot of opportunities to kind of um to to actually change and, and be able to to face his, his fear of weakness yeah. but he yeah. never really did he, he was always just angry and um and every time that that he he was uh fluttered by emotion he, he fled and yeah yeah, I yeah I agree with that because like he um kept pushing down every time he failed and like all signs of weakness he pushed it down and like because he wanted to seem like strong and like not weak at all but then it like it led him to like it filled him like all up with all of his weakness and then he eventually hung himself yeah i think it's just kind of annoying because like just because like his well, when he came back afterwards to his original land or whatever and they didn't want to deal with the white men in like a non like they wanted to deal with them in a non-violent way he kind of just like felt because of that they're pathetic and they're women-like and no oh, their ways are incorrect yeah. so like because it's not what he wants like if it's not his way then everything's just invalid so he kind of just was annoyed with his town i guess and it's just like yeah, <laughs> yeah. they're not going my way i guess the world is deserved to have me here it's kind of yeah. stupid i agree with that because when he came back everything changed but he didn't really change in that 
area because he still wanted violence and like no sign of weakness in his clan but everyone kind of changed when the missionaries came and colonized but he didn't really understand why because he just wanted violence and then like you said he thought of them as like womanly and weak yeah yeah i don't really know what Chibi's trying to Trebe is trying to like trying to communicate because yeah i kind of thought no i'm not gonna say it what is he trying to communicate? Because, like, I mean, Conco doesn't really represent. I'm trying to think of what he, like, represents, but it's not really Conco. Because I don't really know if he represents a Christ figure, because, like, yeah. he kind of just, like, his own thing. Like, I don't think, like, he's the only one I think that, like, really acted the way he did. Yeah. I mean, to consider, it was kind of weird, though, because we all say how, like, his, like, his life was tragic and everything, and how he was kind of just like pissed at everyone. But like at the same time, all the villages that he was at like praised him. Like even when he died, like uh, whatever his was, like his daughter or something, said praise. Oh, you killed the like one of the like greatest men in all the village or whatever. So I guess like that must have been life. Like th- that was like the norm to act like a conqueror was. I don't know. I am kind of like stuck on that because like. I don't know what he was trying to like communicate to us because in a way it just shows like if you like kind of shows a more like if you kind of bottle it all up and you don't like accept your failure it will only take you like deeper down with it and like he kind of I feel like that's what kind of fueled him because he like realized that no one was really going to change just for him and for his ways so he ended up hanging himself yeah um I don't know if this has anything to relate to like colonization or anything because like I don't know, because, I mean, it's kind of different, though. It kind of just represents how, like, some of the people that, like, pre-colonization, how they got taken over, most of the people ended up just, like, going along with what happened. They kind of just, like, accepted the fact that they were oh, taken over by Christianity and that was fine with them. They may have not agreed morally, but they just, like, went through it because that's just how life was, and Conco didn't really, like, yeah. want that at all. He kind of just did refused to accept any of that and just kill himself because of it because I guess he just didn't want to deal with yeah. it. Yeah, I agree with he that. Yeah, he doesn't deal with any of his problems really well. It's just I, I, find, I, find, I find it ironic that, that he'd kill himself because it's probably the weakest thing that he could do. Yeah, it's yeah. like, he always says how like, oh, um, like, if a man does this or if they do something that's not like either violent or, um, like, a, abusive, abusive. Yeah. that's dumb, no, that's womanly, but he's yeah. out here, killing yeah, himself like a pathetic person. It's actually a good point, because I feel like that could be what he's trying to communicate, too, it's like, it's like, like you said, it's ironic, because that's, like, such a weak thing, like, for him, like, I wouldn't have seen that coming yeah. like yeah i don't know if that had anything to do with like with the parts in the book like uh when his son died or whatever he was kind of just like emotionally affected i don't really know if the mission missionaries really emotionally affected him maybe in anger because they like, definitely made him angry yeah but then again, his i feel like the missionaries only affected him in a way that like 
just like the way he was the whole time just like if you're not gonna do it my way like yeah and also he kind of lost like after he got exiled he kind of just like lost all his like honor in his clans when he came back like i'm sure he was like seen as a great man but at the same time he wasn't as good as it was before yeah he was exiled yeah and he still had a lot of pride yeah so he was still thought he was so high and mighty even though he didn't get exiled Mm -hmm. i don't know what that's about his brain but um maybe that's part of it he was just like oh the, the village still doesn't respect me or whatever maybe that was also another reason but I think it's just largely just he didn't agree with what the village did in response to the missionaries yeah and I guess it's just kind of because throughout the book they kind of talked about other villages that also were taken over and how they all kind of deal with it the same way that Akonko's village kind of dealt with it they either all died or they all kind of just like submitted into what the like the religion and everything like that yeah so I wonder if Akonko just like realized like oh there's like no hope at all yeah he's just like killed himself and maybe that's just kind of bleak you know because like through colonization it's kind of just like everything kind of got taken over and no one really thought so like twice about it they kind of just and it, yeah with it. and like you would have thought that the people that colonized would have killed them instead of him yeah like mm. killing himself but anyway we kind of already talked about like community's opinion on Kongo but like at the beginning of the novel he was like oh this great um like sorry he had like this great man with a bunch of titles and everything he had this big family and everything and then he got exiled and I think I don't know if anyone it has been seven years so most of the people that were in the village probably were still alive but he kind of just came back and kind of just like like morphed into what happened yeah like their view kind of changed like once he got exiled he wasn't like forgotten but in a way he kind of was because like they had already moved on from it yeah and the Congo still didn't deal with that yeah Yeah. in a good way but uh I'm surprised. Like, I wonder how. Like, do we know how long he was at his original village after, like, he came back? Because when he died, they said, "Oh, he's he was still this great man." I don't know if they're looking back on when he was before he was exiled or after when he came back. But as far as I'm, like in my mind, he hadn't really come back for that long. Actually, no, because the the, the the missionaries were like building stuff new. It was a couple years in Congo, I guess. At that point, had maybe gotten some little bit more respect. So yeah, there's that. Um. Okay. So his opinion. His opinion. Um. I guess I, I've kind of said my opinion on th- on him that I I think. I think he should be for doing what he did. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Because, like, he kept saying how he didn't want to be weak, and that was, like, kind of the main focus of his, like, characteristics throughout the story. And then he just ended up hanging himself and killing himself. And then, yeah. That's, like, kind of like he never wanted to be weak, but he did the weakest. Yeah. Didn't he say, like, in the novel that, like, his, oh, when he came back to his village, he's going to get all his titles back and. Like, maybe yeah. even if she like, the highest title there was, but that never really happened. Yeah. yeah so, in that, so, I guess, in his mind, he's just a failure. Like, kind of labeled everyone else as. And I feel like, now it's coming to me, like, when he um, came back and he didn't get, like, what he expected, he kind of felt, like, in a way, his father, which he always, like, tried to 
like rear off to not being and so now he feels like in that place of a failure so now he wants to yeah it's kind of just like i kind of relate to like his father too because like his father kind of just died like a really sad man like he didn't really achieve anything he kind of just did kind of what he wanted but didn't really achieve anything great yeah and um that's kind of like a conco too like he did achieve things but like he didn't really achieve what he wanted to achieve and i guess in that aspect he kind of just died not really persuading um his like community to stand up against the missionaries and that was kind of what i think would have made him a great man but that didn't really happen so he kind of died like his father which is kind of ironic because he like throughout his entire life it was like oh i don't want to be like my father but but he's for real yeah okay so we have the um, white man's burden. We kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah. So for the but um white man's burden, I feel like it can relate to when the missionaries came. Yeah. And like how um the now class was talking about to serve your captives' need. Like that's relates to also because um like when they came and they took over the clans and. I was talking about Christianity in here too, and like, wasn't it in the book they were talking about? Yeah, it was Christianity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. missionaries do, yeah. So the missionaries tried to come in and convert people to yeah. Christianity, which is like what the white man's burden yeah. was. I feel like it's, to, like, it's kind of black and white though, because like in the book, the missionaries were kind of seen at the beginning like as good, yeah. but then yeah. it's kind of seen through a conco's eyes. And, like kind of look at her narrating his life and he always said that the missionaries are bad and in the white man's burden it's kind of just like um saying how they're doing all these bad but no because i originally thought the poem was about like the bad things that the white man did but it's kind of talking about oh he needs to go in you need to you need to care and nourish for the people that you're taking over and make them this great community that isn't that's no longer simple and childlike and it's kind of making them seem like a hero I mean, that's what I, I feel like that's what the poem's trying to make the white man feel like, which I can see why the black man burden was created, because in yeah. response to that. Because they're saying but, that, like, everything can be justified with, yeah. like, the will of God, but, like, that certain things really that they thin. do isn't, like, acceptable. Yeah, and it's, also the poem's making the colonized people seem like they were simple and that nothing really, like, they had nothing really going for them, and they were kind of just living, just, like, living life without any... Uh, like, like technology, kind of not yeah. really that, but just like anything huge, like oh, education or just like an economy yeah. or something like that. And now they're being forced into like this like civil way of like living because they want the part of the white man's burden is to have the people like civilized. Yeah, it's still trying to make the colonized people seem bad, even though we see in the book that like they have their own religion and they're living peacefully. They had like not really a government, but they had like the elders that kind of like they had a trial too, as you saw in the book with the woman and the um, yeah, the, yeah, the dude. I think that um that uh, how, how you said that how they're trying to civilize them I think um, the speaker and the missionary view the non-white people in kind of a paternalistic manner mm-hmm. uh, yeah. meaning that that they feel non-white people are, are too childish to fend for themselves and that the white people have mm-hmm. the white people have to civilize them and I feel like it's also kind of hypocritical like the white people are saying like this is the religion that we follow so you should follow it too because it's yeah. so 
otherwise, but then the, um, the non-white people, they, like, the people in the clans, like, have their own religion that they've been following, so they don't think, they're probably confused on why they're... It's kind of like, it's kind of like a Congo in that aspect, where it's like, white man, if you're not following our religion, then it's inferior to Congo, if you're not doing what I want, if you're not being aggressive and everything, then yeah. your point is invalid. <laughs> it's like they're not seeing both sides of things, like they're yeah. both being stubborn on there. Yeah, also, mm. Akanko, I feel like what also that means is that they always make the colonizers seem like oh the big bad guys but in the same aspect the conco is kind of like the colonized person that also was like a, a bad person at the same time yeah i don't know if that was also what the message was but that maybe that could have been some sort of point but and that like there were good things and there were also bad things nothing was black and white nothing like i think the colonizers like mind was in the right place they wanted to i think help them out but at the same time they were trying to expand yeah their own empire so that's kind of really what the white white man's burn is it's yeah. a historical term it's the ideology to expand their nation yeah and um that that's where part like what you said yeah i agree with that mm-hmm. um it's kind of weird though because it's talking about oh how you will help them out but you won't like completely take them over no iron rule of kings i'm just like um it's like oh you'll work and you may die for the ports you not enter the roads you shall not tread make them with your living or with your dead like kind of talk about oh how you'll work but you um may die there but Mm-hmm. And I know it's like, like a same, it's making them seem very uh, like uh, listen, I can't really find the word, but it's making the colonizers seem like people that are just doing it out of their like out of their heart, like they're doing it. Oh, uh, the goodness of our hearts, we're gonna help them out, even though we may not get the reward or whatever. But at the same time, they're spreading their religion. See, I can't really. I don't really. That's like what I'm confused about. Is like I don't know if it was necessarily like a good thing to do or not because they make it sound like it was a good thing, but we don't hear the other sides of the story because we only hear Conqua's point of view where it's like it's just bad like I know and like but we don't see like a neutral side of it well we do see Conqua's son who was yeah he was intrigued because of the language of the Uh the religion or whatever I mean he was kind of he was wanted to join the religion mostly because of his like emotional turmoil his father was hard on him he was like oh this is a way that's going to explain all my questions I have about life because of Conco's ideologies are kind of like not good not good but they're just like conflicting and like they're also saying how like the community is like opinion of it was like it wasn't bad but it's like it wasn't a bad thing yeah but it wasn't like the best thing yeah they didn't want it but not like they really had a choice yeah it's like they seemed like they definitely didn't want to have that that one village mm-hmm. that when the conqueror was in exile they were talking about how that one village got taken over and how they all kind of got like killed and everything yeah um yeah i mean it may not seem like a like it may seem like a terrible thing but like it's bad on the colonizers to not like to allow these people to come in and take them over but sometimes they didn't they didn't have like the weapons and like yeah they had the, they brought sickness too so they didn't really have a choice in the matter right which kind of goes against 
oh, we're the white man's burden, where it's like, oh, we're going to take in these people, and oh, we're going to take care of them, make them not seem like simplistic folk. And that kind of relates to the black man's burden when they say that um, they're comparing, like, the clubs and arrows to rifles, like, when you said that they have nothing really to fight back with. He's like mocking that the people are saying like they don't they don't want this but they don't have a choice because the white men have like all the stuff that they need to like to rule them but the the um people in the clans and the people being colonized don't. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of just like I feel like the Black Inferno is like a perfect example of like uh, how we were talking about how like the, the White Man's Burden made it seem like oh they already know the goodness of their heart and how they're gonna take over these people but then at the same time it's like oh you've already taken over Cuba and Hawaii and you've already had to deal with the Red Man's problem and you're still going at it like if it's such a burden on you why are you still doing it mm. which is because which makes it seem like you guys it's not like the author for this one is making the white man's burden feel like you're still doing it like you're willingly doing this because you're trying to take over different communities that's like not really um lose my train of thoughts like it's not really like a bad like not really like a good thing like you're i don't think you would like i can't think um it's making it i'm like stuck well kind of like something kind of off track but like in the white man's burden i've seen like this pattern where in the white man's burden it's kind of it's the white men's like kind of their point of view saying that this is like all the good things to convert the people to christianity but then the black man's burden is kind of a conquest view like mocking them saying that this isn't good this isn't what like they should do yeah right so this is where we get um kind of both both sides yeah we we get to see both sides and we get we get to finally see that that neutral um that neutral side that we want to see yeah yeah i agree because now we get kind of we got a conquo's view and the white men's view but like both put into like a poem so it's kind of like blended so we can kind of see it clear yeah um kind of talking about i'm trying to look at the context of the poem and if it erases the story at all yeah, I think the very last line where it's talking about, oh, in vain ye seek to end it with bold blood or death, uh, better by far defend it with honor's holy breath. Uh, it's kind of like, as we said, with the class, it's talking about justifying colonization with religion, which is like the definition of what like, missionaries in the book did. Because they went over, they kind of just like, they originally, at like, the original time, they're like, oh, we're just gonna bring our ideologies but we won't actually like stay here they ended up building like their entire civilization there in the woods mm-hmm. and they kind of just didn't take over their lives like forcefully but they kind of did it over time yeah and they defended it with religion which is like exactly what the black man's burden is kind of talking about because yeah. that's what the white man's burden was talking about is how we're saying these great things but it's all with god and everything yeah, and I like to add on to that, like when you, there's when this is mocking the white man's burden, saying like it's okay if we do this because it's we're doing it for our religion. That's kind of how they're trying to convey it to the people that are being colonized, like all the clans, like saying that 
oh, it's okay if we do this to you because it's for the religion that yeah. they're trying to convert to the people. Yeah, and it's kind of just, the black and burden kind of just making the, uh, like, white man's burden feel kind of bleak. It's like, maybe religion, but in the end, you're still taking over, play, like, you're still taking over colonies, like, right. still taking over, like, colonies mm -hmm. and civilizations you're killing them you're like they're dying <laughs> yeah. maybe bringing over your ideas and that may be a good thing in your mind but you're still like they never really give you consent to do that it's yeah it's not a good thing because then there's like no diversity between the two it's yeah. just the one religion it doesn't really give the like colonized people like mm -hmm. in the end they never really had any sort of uh choice and everything yeah. like I said before they didn't have any choice so it's kind of putting it here that like did the white man need to come in and take over the colonizers oh because it was the goodness of their heart no they never asked for it it's like they're, they're I feel like this is what like kind of started up all the conflict between yeah. the two because it was like follow this religion but not that one and it's like they're not being diverse about it and yeah. like that's it, it kind of like ties into everything that's like happened since then yeah and it's like all this conflict because we couldn't be diverse about it yeah and then that's all right um we can talk about this now but what's the purpose of this uh, I was just gonna say, uh, what if you could pick a side between each one? What would you pick? Like the side? Oh. Yeah. I mean, they all have the good and bad. I mean, in the end, it's like the colonized people. They kind of live in simple life, and they could be doing something much greater. Like that's what white man comes. I like was thinking about. Oh, we can help them. We can give them medicine. We can help them build these great cities, and they can live a much more like complex life. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, did they want that? They could continue living. Like people can live their life kind of however they want. Mm. Like yeah. it, it can, like life is really simple. It just depends on how you want to live life. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. I don't really know because I could see both sides of it. Like I could see what the white man's burden was trying to do, but I could also see that like the other people were just kind of like you said, like trying to live like free and like they're not used to it. But like thinking about now how that's like affected now, like you don't see these religions in the book, like, no. everywhere, you know, because they were all colonized, so they didn't really have to say, like, what if it wasn't, like, what would life be like now? Yeah, and, um, I, I would definitely agree on, on, um, against the side of the colonists, because, well, yes, they did want, they did have intentions of aiding them, but I think it was just, it was just so that they could, so that they could expand their own nation and, uh, and well, in the book, everything starts to fall apart after the missionaries come, or they, they really, it really takes a turn for the worse once the missionaries show up. Yeah, I felt like everything was kind of fine beforehand, so they didn't really need any of the help. Right, and so... 
they the missionaries may have come in with this like they weren't I think they weren't really trying to do any harm. I like I don't think they're purposely trying oh to come in and kill everyone, forcibly do anything. And there's kind of a difference between missionaries and like colonizers because missionaries are mostly for religion and like colonizers are like trying to take the land mostly so it's kind of different but uh, right so so i think that would connect with them um, with how how this novel serves the 21st century and i think that's post-colonialism and uh, the effect that it had yeah we didn't really get to see how the the missionaries still in the novel at the very end i think the missionaries were still taking over yeah. the city. They never really got that break apart. They never really got to go back to where they were. They never really did. I don't think they ever will. Um, because as we saw, Conquo was like, my town has really changed a lot because they never really went back to what they did originally. They yeah. And like thinking about like how it serves now, it's like kind of like taking this and like the poems and the book like it's like kind of formed how it is now because like like i was saying earlier like what if this didn't happen like what would it be like now if like we just had these religions like there like would we even be like would so many people be like in one religion and like not this one yeah yeah and it's kind of just really into just like people nowadays it's like people kind of are just like free-spirited they're kind of like, oh live, live live life the way you want to do things you want to yeah that's kind of just like how we all like react to each other nowadays when really and like compared to this where it's like oh you do this we would like you to join our religion but it'd be better if you did i mean you have your religion but you can join ours and a kind of just like you do my way or it's dumb yeah it's kind of like nowadays it's just really different it's yeah it's like totally different now because back then i feel like everything was revolved around religion like every action you had was like oh because our god wants us like yeah. to do this you know i don't think yeah it's kind of just like a re- religion isn't really like taking over our lives as much as it has like yeah. back in the day because you know? now we have so much more like sources of education yeah. and like we kind of like experience things like this through other sources not through yeah. like just religion yeah we have so many religions we have so many different ideologies yeah. of how life was created and all this other stuff that like you can't really back anything up with oh because the god said we should no you yeah. can't because and now it may not like, be true to other people yeah and now yeah. we're trying to be like diverse but like in some areas it's yeah. not diverse everywhere yeah but like in some areas it's very diverse where you can have the people can get along from different religions before it was like oh you're not the this religion I can't get along with you know but yeah. now it's kind of like it's not everywhere because I know there are some areas where that's a huge conflict yeah like in some areas it's been like resolved and diverse do you think that the purpose of this book could could be for for diversity yeah, oh, yeah. To, to basically influence that yeah. I wonder if that was Okay, I'm kind of thinking this is the way it's like as the I kind of find it interesting the interactions between the original Aconco's like uh, village and like the missionaries like how they react to each other I think kind of just relates to 21st century Um, Tell me if you know how but I'm trying to think like they kind of just come in they're kind of lenient but then they end up um, taking them over. 
I don't really think twice about it. I don't know if it has anything to do with how we deal with our situations nowadays, maybe. maybe yeah. That's actually a really good point, because that could have been the, what um, Achiru was trying to, like, like trying to illustrate to us like we need yeah and like the diversity part of it because that's actually I think of it now is kind of a big part of the book I think I'm also trying to talk about uh, as we saw with the first missionary how he was kind of more like lenient he was more chill he was more kind I think it's and with way Congo was acting I think the Achibi was Achebe yeah was trying to talk about how both sides are valid in their own ways but none of them is truly it's not black and white like they all have their good motives they all have their bad motives it's not really like a good thing if we could just like not do it in the first place i mean they didn't have to go and colonize they could have spread their ideas but not like completely want to change their lives i mean there's yeah but then if you think about it back then like even in like history when we learn about it like that was their like drive and motive was to colonize like all these places to show that they were the greater power over like other areas now we know nowadays that nothing is really the greater thing. So yeah. that's kind of how we really do it in the first century. Yep. Yep. Okay, thanks. Here we go.